Hi, hello, Whipple Nation, and good morning. Welcome to your Thursday, April 28th, 2022 edition of the Holy Commute Podcast Morning Radio Show, the only show that gives you daily content from around the Whipple world. You can follow us at Twitter, at Holy Commute. Don't forget that Ian Holy minus Girl Coffee. And as you know, for the final time this month, I'm joined by Josh Smith. He created Whipple's Digest, the Huntington Whipple League. He is one half of the Two Whipple Dudes podcast. Josh, one last show. You having a good time? I'm loving it. Thanks for having me. We, I appreciate uh, everyone's patience with me this month. Oh, man. We, you know, the leagues that made us, Josh Smith, we did Hess, Potomac, HRL. And then what are we going to do now? The Kalamazoo Wiffleball League, another league that's still around. They've kind of had a yeah. second life, Josh Smith, a second life. And it's unique. It's yeah. not a young league, Josh Smith, but often, you know, they were overshadowed by HRL, as many leagues have been. And then WSCM came in in Michigan and kind of just took over. But guess who's still around? Guess who's still around, still doing great things? We both love and know their impact. But, Josh, let's go back to the glory years of the Kalamazoo with Blade, the KWL. And I'm not going to say how I feel. I'm asking you. Do you think at any point they were the number one football league in the country? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, um, I don't know if I would say necessarily with talent, but as far as impact and um, getting people inspired and sort of, you know, notoriety and things like that, yes, without a doubt. I mean, um, never forget the play that made SportsCenter. Um, their website, um, they were instrumental on the NWA forum, uh, the message board. Um, so many articles written uh, on the on the national website were, you know, name-dropping different teams and players, and uh, Brian Myers in particular. I mean, it was just you could not escape this league. They were all-consuming. It was like a black hole. Um, you know, at, at the center of our galaxy or, or universe or whatever is a black hole. And at that time, like in the early 2010s, Kalamazoo was was wiffle ball's black hole that was sort of, you know, the center of gravity for the wiffle ball universe. Dethroning HRL, like, think about it. That's no easy task. And they were able to do it. Mm. They were. And I, I don't feel like they get their, their full dues of what they did, right? Like, what they did was impressive, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they did it... Uh, I, it wasn't paint, it wasn't paint by numbers because it, it just really depends on what you look for. If you if you look for I want I want players that can throw triple digits. I want a league that has twenty plus teams. Yeah. This isn't your league. But if you want a league that has good website design, I want a league that has thoughtful articles and good content and can keep me informed and up to date. That makes me want to follow them. I in the past 25 years, I think you would be hard pressed to find a league that had a better five year run than Kalamazoo Bingo. did from Listen, 2010 me, to 2015. Let me add you a little bit of my impact as being someone from Michigan. You know, I, I was involved with this sport. I took a few years off. I get back in in 09. All of a sudden I'm jumping back into the sport, Josh Smith. And I see this league in the same state as me. That's more impressive than HRL. Like the player pages were so in depth. They would have something like yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly, and the fugly. Like the player pages were so in-depth that each player page would would have 
with that kind of information, I'm like, who are these guys in Kalamazoo? Oh my gosh. Like it blew yeah. my mind when the heyday of, of the Kalamazoo Wiffle Ball League, it, it was kind of short and it's kind of weird to say cause they are still around and we'll get, we'll get to all that later. But when they were on top, my gosh, they were the best. And they were not And they didn't one. just have regular articles. I mean, it, it, it says something like, it, with a league now, it, you're lucky if they have an actual website instead of just social media. But they not only had a website with in-depth articles, but they had so much of their own content that they would spoof off of it. They had this, like, French, you know, character that, <laughs> wrote these farcical articles. I mean, it's just like they had their own little world. Um, I mean, it was you just could not look away. I mean, it was just there, almost every few days there was something else happening with this league. Uh, their hot stove in the off season was red hot. I, I mean, they had 14 to 16 teams uh, during this time period as well. You, you, I mean, what, what more could you ask for? Brian Myers, the creator of the KWL. Let's talk about it. We already talked about Truck and Galloway. And honestly, you said, Carl, who are the four best commissioners you've ever seen? After those two I just named, Myers might come in third. And he made such a quick and deep impact on this sport. And then he went away for good. He's never even like come back in a small way. He's just gone. So, Josh, let me ask you. Have you ever seen someone just make such a quick and deep impact in the sport and just disappear? Not not to the degree that Brian Myers has, no. No, I mean, uh, and I, I think that Galloway did play, uh, but not, I think he kind of became more just a straight-up commissioner pretty early on uh, in his tenure with PWL. Truck still does play, but he's not, really a serious or aggressive player. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he does have a team called the Bad News Bears, so, I mean, that should communicate the point pretty clearly uh, that he, he is there to have fun and just have a good time. And if he hits a bomb, that's pure happenstance. But uh, Brian Myers is a player slash commissioner uh, as well. He happened to just be a good commissioner, but he was a really good player uh, on top of it. I've seen him play extensively. Uh, in a lot of game video, but also in person in London. So um, I think that may have contributed to part of the burnout that came associated with that. They had pretty long season uh, with Kalamazoo and a pretty intense schedule. So uh, I'm sure that did kind of come into play here. But, I mean, he only had, you know, what, a three or four season, you know, career before just completely throwing it down. So, um, but what a career. To, to have had, I, I don't think many many commissioners could hope to achieve half of what he did in such a short period of time. And listen, they had to have life after Brian Myers, and they found another Brian, Brian Lewis. He took over as commissioner, and you know, you, you even told me you're not super involved with the the current state of all these leagues. But let me let me just fill you in. They had some years where they just kind of stuck around. wasn't great, mm-hmm. but they stuck around. But I'll, let me also tell you this, Josh Smith. They're currently undergoing a huge resurgence. Kalamazoo Wiffle Ball is pretty big right now. 
dude, they're doing great things, both nationally and locally. So, let me ask you, how impressive is it for a league to undergo such a new and successful identity? Because, you know, we talked about the Potomac Football League, and they tried to survive without Galloway, and they didn't. But this league was able to undergo a new regime, and they tread water, and now they're doing big things. So, is that impressive to you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, these other two leagues we talked about, their commissioners are, are really big personalities um, that, that lead their leagues um, into these promised lands, but they led them for very long periods of time, um, whereas, you know, Brian Myers did not have nearly the amount of time uh, under his belt before it was time for somebody else to take the helm. So I think that, you know, while it would have been nice to see what else Brian could have achieved, if he was burnt out or ready to move on, this league could have probably had a death nail put in it. So the fact that he stepped away and somebody was able to step up, that's good for the league. But the, the, the fact that uh, somebody else was able to step up, that's good for the league. Um, but, uh, you know, otherwise we would have risked that, that league probably going into a death spiral with somebody that didn't have any love for it. So it worked out for the best, all things considered. You know, I said something earlier about treading water. And and when I say that, it kind of just means a league is, is going through what they can to survive. Just, you know, still doing anything they can. They don't die. They're not thriving. They're just treading yeah. water. I don't really know where I'm going with this question, but when I say treading water, what do you think of? Like, is that something that the league should just do, or is it something that you should avoid? Well, it's something you can only do for a short period of time. Treading water is simply not drowning, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's just, it's not something that's necessarily a positive description, is it? So, um, if you're treading water for more than a season, you probably ought to be reevaluating what you're doing or what's causing you to tread the water uh, to begin with. Um, now, um, Brian Myers left the league, I believe, in 2014. Now, my league had actually played um, KWL in the 2016 regional, and they were very, very good. So um, while they may have been treading water and some of the things we had come to expect from them – that kind of set them apart, um, the articles and the website and, and these kind of things, um, they actually improved with their their ability on the national stage with the tournament and things like that. They sort of recalibrated their interests um, with Brian no longer there. So um, I wouldn't necessarily agree with the treading water thing. They just sort of had to change you know, what their interests were going to be with that regime change. Yeah, and you probably don't know this, but yeah, in 2020, they they got to the championship game against HRL in the NWA tournament. Good. Yeah. Hey, Josh Smith, last week of these April shows, before we go to this Mount Rushmore question, how did you like this deep dive into the leagues that made us? Are you happy? Because you didn't tell me which leagues to choose. Hess, Potomac, HRL, Kalamazoo, are you happy with these four leagues? If you said, Carl, you know, you missed one, or, or, or do you think I nailed it? I, I think I couldn't, I couldn't have thought of any four 
leagues I would have rather dove into first. There's so many leagues that uh, I think deserve to to be discussed here, but I think these are four fine leagues to, to start the discussion at. I, I think that um, there's probably a dozen or more that I could easily, you know, talk at length about, but uh, these are four that uh, I could talk all day about, awesome, as, as you could probably uh, understand so far. <laughs> So, so the Josh Smith Mount Rushmore of all time leagues already has Hess, Potomac, NHL on there. There's one spot left. Is KWL gonna get that last spot? Unfortunately, no. Ooh. I'm just kidding. No, they're they're on there. All right. <laughs> I mean, this league that uh, they they constantly uh, inspire me. This was the number one uh, website at the time that I was checking out and prowling. Um, just about every night um, for inspiration when I was not only looking uh, for inspiration in running my league, but when I was um, looking for inspiration for Whiffler's Digest and when I was writing as a columnist for the NWLA website. I was doing a lot of writing from 2010 to 2015, and I needed some juice. So there was guys not – Brian wrote for the website, uh, Daryl Hudson, Ryan Winfield, Ryan Winfield uh, actually wrote uh, some articles for uh, Whiffler's Digest proper. So, um, I mean, it's just Kalamazoo Whiffleball has a, a big impact um, for me, not just because of Brian Myers, but there, there's a lot there uh, to unpack. So they undoubtedly belong on my Mount Rushmore. That's awesome. How did you like the theme of this month, the leagues that made us? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it a lot. I hope I hope our listeners did as well. Yeah. And, and and say hypothetically, if, if if we were to keep this going, is there any other leagues you'd want to talk about? Oh yeah, I could I could probably uh, see us talking about uh, maybe Whiffle Atlanta or Whiffle in Southeast Michigan, maybe the Ontario County uh, Whiffle Association OCWA. Um, let's see, maybe Minnesota Whiffle Association uh, or. Um, Tampa or mm-hmm. some other some other leagues that have been around a while that may or may not still be with us uh, that uh, I think uh, we're, we're pretty instrumental in the past decade or so. Awesome, man. Listen, I, I, I had a good time building the Two of the Dudes podcast show with you. We created quite the identity in the Wiffle podcast world, so it's always good to reconnect. I had a great time in this month of Holy Commute. So, Josh, any last words? No, I appreciate uh, uh, your time and the listeners' time, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. And if there's any leaks out there we missed, uh, uh, I'd be more than welcome to, to hear any suggestions out there. Awesome, man. So, next up tomorrow, I'm not sure who's going to be hosting. I'm sorry, I just don't. Who knows who's going to be hosting on Friday? It's a hodgepodge of hosts. But, remember, this is the only show in football that gives you daily content. From around the world, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. So, full. One last time, Josh Smith, I'm Carl Robbie. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there. See you.